Today on episode 244 of the Computer Tutor Podcast, why would you want to create an email or reply to an email, but then schedule that email to actually be sent at a future date and time? Well, I'll tell you why, and I'll also tell you how to do that in Outlook. And I got an angry note from a listener after last week's show. Welcome to another episode of The Computer Tutor, tips, tricks, and advice from a computer pro without all the tech talk. And now, here is your computer tutor, Scott Johnson. Hey, welcome back to The Computer Tutor Podcast. I am your personal computer tutor, Scott Johnson, and I'm here every Monday morning to show you how to do cool things on your computer. And if you're new to the show, I'd like to say welcome. Thanks for checking it out. If you're looking for geeks and technicians throwing big words around that no one understands, I'm afraid you might be a little disappointed in this show. Don't worry, there are lots of podcasts that do that. For me, I like to explain computer stuff in regular, everyday language that anyone can get. And speaking of geeks, I actually am one, and I live here in Safety Harbor, Florida, which is in the Tampa Bay area, and I fix all kinds of computer problems, and the nice thing is a lot of repairs can now be done remotely, so you don't have to take your computer anywhere. If you have a problem with your computer, give me a call, 727-254-9078, or email me at pctutor at gmail.com. And if you want to see today's computer tip, it's over at my website. If you go to computertutorflorida.com forward slash 244. So let's get started. You know, sometimes the things I use every day and take for granted, those are the things that some people don't even know exist. And I think that's the case with what I'm going to tell you about today. And today's tip is about Microsoft Outlook. So if you don't use Outlook, you can skip this one and I'll see you next week. I wouldn't be too surprised if other email programs are able to do this too, but I don't know for sure since I just use Outlook. What we're talking about is that Outlook has the ability for you to create an email, but schedule it to be sent at a future date or time, sometime in the future. And why would you want to do this? Well, I don't know why you might need to do this, but I can tell you about a situation that comes up with me sometimes. My standard business hours, by that I mean the hours I actually set appointments to remote into some client's computer to fix something or to have someone come here to bring me their computer or pick it up after I've done the repair, those hours are 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. Monday to Friday. If you call me after 6 p.m., you'll get my technician who can remote into your computer and fix just about anything that way. And same thing if you call on the weekend. And that doesn't mean I don't work outside those hours. I just don't make appointments. So maybe I might be doing something here in my office, and it's like 8 or 9 o'clock at night, and an email comes in from a client, and I take a quick look, and it's just a simple question like, hey, I think I have a virus. Do I need to bring my computer in for you to fix it? Now, when you hear that question, naturally, you might think it's just a simple yes or no question, right? I mean, either someone needs to bring me their computer or they don't need to. And yes, I do a lot of virus removals remotely, but I've learned over the years that even when someone says, Hey, Scott, I have a virus. They might not really have a virus. I need to find out what the actual symptoms are that make you think it's a virus. How long has it been going on? Did your antivirus program catch it? Were there any error messages? And the big question, is your backup up to date? So in order to be a professional at this, I can't just reply yes or no to that email. I have to ask these other questions, and that puts me in a little dilemma. 
If I answer that email right now with those questions, there's a really good chance that it's going to turn into what I call an email chat. That's where you get an email and you reply to it, and the other person replies back right away too. And you can't just stop because the other person knows you're at your computer and they're waiting on their last email to be responded to, and now you're stuck. So even though I'm really not quote-unquote working, I could spend the next 20 or 30 minutes tied up in this email conversation just because I replied to it right away. Okay, well, why not just ignore it and answer it tomorrow? That's definitely an option, but usually it doesn't work out very well if I do that because tomorrow that email is going to be kind of buried in with all the others that come in between now and then. And you know what I really hate is when someone sends me an email and then I discover it like a week later and I've never replied to it. It looks really bad, like I was just ignoring them, and I really don't ever want people to have that impression. So this is the kind of situation where this scheduling feature in Outlook comes in really handy. I can type my email reply right away and then tell Outlook to wait and send it tomorrow morning. Then I can put it out of my mind because there's nothing I need to remember to do. It's not occupying that little part of my brain anymore that's always asking, what was that thing you were trying to remember to do? Did you do it yet? So I find this feature in Outlook to be pretty handy. Now here's how you do it. Of course, you have to open Outlook, and then you want to click on New Email so it creates the New Email Compose window. And you can do the same thing if you're reading an email from someone and click on Reply, or even if you click on Forward. Any of those things are going to give you the same window where you write your email message. Now look up in the top left area of that email window, and you're going to see a little icon. It's actually in the very top row of the email window, and it looks like two small sheets of paper. The one in the front is in landscape format, and the one behind it is standing up in portrait format. And if you want to see what that icon looks like, you can see it at my website, which is computertutorflorida.com forward slash 244. When you click that little icon, you'll see a new window show up right in front of your email window. And this new window is called Properties, and it has all kinds of fun stuff you can play with. You can designate the level of importance of this email, or even the level of sensitivity. Actually, that sensitivity level is something I need to look into, because I'd like to know exactly what kind of effect that has or what it does. You can say your email sensitivity level is normal, personal, private, or confidential. And so I'm kind of curious. I need to play with that a little bit. Anyway, the area we need to pay attention to in this window is the area called delivery options. In that section, there's a checkbox that you can check, and it says, do not deliver before, and you can choose any future date and time. So you just pick when you want it to be sent and click the close button to close that window. Then just create the rest of the email like you normally would, just by, you know, you type in your message and the subject line and all the stuff the way you always do. And the last step, as with any email you create, is to hit the send button. Now, at that point, the email window will disappear, but you'll see that your Outbox folder has that email still in it. And it'll be there right up until the time you chose for it to get sent. Nothing more for you to think about. Now, there actually are a couple more things for you to keep in mind about this process. If you have this email scheduled to go, and let's say it's supposed to get sent two days from now. Well, if you close Outlook tonight, you're going to get a little warning that pops up on your screen that says, hey, wait a minute, you've got emails in your outbox waiting to be sent. Are you sure you want to close Outlook? And you say yes, because you want to send them later, not right now. And the next time you open Outlook, your email's still going to be right there in that outbox waiting for its appointed day and time to be dispatched to its recipient. And the other thing is this, if that day and time comes and Outlook happens to not be running right at that moment, 
the email, of course, is not going to be sent right at that moment, but it will get sent right away the next time you open Outlook, assuming you're connected to the internet at that time, which just about everyone is anyway. Now, I wanted to mention a note I got after last week's show. As you might know, I also send out a short email newsletter on Monday morning, and sometimes there's stuff in that newsletter that I don't mention on the show, so if you don't already get that, you should. Anyway, last Monday, you might remember I talked about the little program called Simple Note. It's the coolest little program, and I use it all the time now. So in my newsletter, I always mention what this week's blog and podcast are about, and I wrote that Simple Note is a great little program and it costs nothing. Well, I got an email in response to that from Fred. That's not his real name, by the way. But Fred wrote, You posted, I love coming across handy little programs, especially ones that cost nothing, like this one. Well, Simple Note isn't free. It costs. So basically, clickbait. No thanks. So that was from Fred. And you know what my main reaction to this was? Confusion. Honestly, I don't know what website or program Fred was looking at, but Simple Note is completely 100% free. Just go to simplenote.com and see if you can find any options to pay for it. It costs absolutely nothing. I think he may have typed the wrong name or clicked on something and he went to the wrong website or something. But really, I don't even see how that's possible because how many different ways can you type Simple Note? It's all one word, but even if you search Google for Simple and Note, two separate words, the simplenote.com website is still the first thing that comes up. So anyway, Fred is unhappy with me. But I wanted to check and see if anyone else may have come across something that indicated you had to pay for this program. I'd love to see it if you did. Clickbait. I hate clickbait posts, so that's probably one of the worst things you could accuse me of. Okay, enough with that. I do want to say thanks again to those of you that support the show by shopping at Amazon through my affiliate link, which is computertutorflorida.com forward slash shop, or just click the Amazon link at the top of my website. Your prices are exactly the same as they would be if you went directly to Amazon, but by going through that link, you're helping to support the show. And like I always say, if you have any comments, questions, or suggestions for future topic, I'd like to hear what you have to say. You can email me at pctutor at gmail.com, or you can call my podcast voicemail line 727-386-9468. Leave a message anytime, day or night. And that'll do it for this week. As always, I'll see you back here next Monday morning with another computer tip. Well, that wraps up this episode of the Computer Tutor Podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. If you'd like to contact me with a question, a comment, or a suggestion for a future topic, you're welcome to do so at my website, computertutorflorida.com. And while you're there, sign up for my free Monday morning email newsletter. If you have a computer problem, give me a call at 727-254-9078. In many cases, I can take care of a problem remotely, so it doesn't matter if you're here in Florida, up in Maine, or way out in California. I'd love to help. Thanks again for listening, and have a great week. God bless.